Hey guys, how you doing? It's the Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast Show. Yeah. Do you have your pants off? Are you ready for the journey to fuck town? <laughs> Lube it up. Sorry, that sounds horrible. No, it's uh, all right. We're very gentle here. We're going to inch it in. Yeah, by. and Mike's not even here, so he's not here to push the envelope to crazy town. Right, right. <laughs> but we're back. It's another month of Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. We are in February, by the way. And we got some things planned for you. In fact, uh, there's a lot of things actually coming up. But first off, hopefully you guys have been having a great fucking week. And hopefully you've enjoyed the Grave Plots segment that we're doing. We're trying to figure out if we should do this every week or not. We're trying to figure out like a different format in a way. And kind of just morphing and changing it. Because it just keeps it fresh. Right. You know what I mean? So, But what about you? What have you been doing? Oh, it's been a rough couple weeks for me. I mean... uh my cat Merlin passed away last week. Yeah, we brought that up on the last cast too. We were—I don't know if you heard that part, but yeah. No, so it's been a lot of uh, staring at walls and fucking just kind of zoning out. Well, crying, and you're, you're of course st- sleeping in. Yeah, well, and you're stuck in the house that you spent most of the time with. So it's like, right. So everything I look at, I'm like, blah. You're like, fuck. Right. And it, it, I've been trying to get better this week, you know, just because my other cat's been pretty depressed too. So, so guys, if you don't know. Um, we are dedicating this episode to Merlin. Little Murmur Babies. Yeah, we're gonna we're basically gonna ode to him and because of that, we decided we're gonna do something a little cool. We're gonna be uh doing cats. And we actually decided to call the episode, like, right before we the aired this, or we actually started recording this, we were like, what do we call this? We were like, what what, what, we, what was the one of the first ones we called it? I can't remember. You said Catastrophe. Yeah, Catastrophe. And right. I was like, that's so, like, ugh. It's been done. What was the other one? The the Cat Scratch Fever? No, yeah. <laughs> and then there was, like, I was pretending, like, the cat was, like, rubbing its nipples. <laughs> like, yeah, like, down by my stomach. Anyway, we were going to call it killer cat party we call it like needing you yeah oh god <laughs> oh my god that is absolutely fucking adorable <laughs> well, thank you <laughs> oh anyway <laughs> but yeah so this uh, this show's dedicated to that we figured we get into the cat spirit something that pat wanted to do to kind of get past it um so we're gonna do the killer cat party Yay! Because it's all about killer cats, and they're having a party. It's fun time, dude. It's their party, and they'll kill you if they want to. Right. So, Steal your breath while you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. We watched a lot of cat shit. Dude, like, a lot. What else have you done? Oh, 
pretty that's pretty much it dude this morning man uh working here and there but pretty much just trying to get over it you know nice yeah i understand man yeah it's hard dude it's hard especially when your other cat's feeling depressed too then you feel like shit for feeling like shit right you're like snap out of it right yeah but he's eating again he's acting like himself again so at least one of my cats is a Still alive and healthy. Well, and they well. say cats have like a bad memory, so maybe it's kind of right. Well, well, yeah, he, he, you know, he runs around the house looking for him and all that. So right. We try not to, you know, wash anything or just try to leave his scent in the house for him. Right. Because he's kind of depressed too. But this what, is the healing show. This man. is the healing show. Yes. yes. You know, I come here and then this helps me, and hopefully, it helps you guys deal with whatever's going on in your life. You know. <laughs> Any so. cat cat problems or catastrophes or or just anything sorry i'm not trying to, <laughs> i don't mean to make jokes like this is a kind of this odd situation you know mm-hmm. and that's what you do you make no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> i'll just shut the fuck up uh but uh as far as i have been going i've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes for the show yeah you've been doing a lot of reviews lately yeah i'm trying to like push um like a whole spectrum of different stuff and see what sticks right you know what i mean kind of just throw it at the wall and if something sticks we'll kind of keep it yeah uh i've been wanting to do more video game stuff but i've been doing the streaming thing on tuesdays round six or seven on uh pacific standard right yeah so i continue i'm gonna continue to do that i've been working on some reviews we're gonna be doing uh me and christina are gonna be going to see rings and then we're gonna come home i'm gonna fucking record that have you guys have that on before this even airs and then I'm gonna do a fucking review for Don't Knock Twice because I figured we did a we did a poll. If you guys aren't aware, on all of our social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I didn't do it on YouTube and Horror Amino. Oh yeah, I gotta gotta mention the Amino. Yeah, and it was like thirty to twenty seven. I think Eloise got like one. <laughs> oh really? Someone was like, "Yeah, well, I don't know what this is," <laughs> but nobody wanted to pick that one for some reason. So, "Don't Knock" twice got like twenty-seven votes. Eloise got one, and Rings won with thirty. So, I beat it by three points. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do two reviews. Right. Other than that, I'm also working on some collaborations. We're gonna be doing some new things. But uh, oh, and I tried to. I also hit up somebody who does synthwave. Uh, big fan. I don't want to give. I don't want to say his name because i don't know maybe i'll jinx it yeah but i hit him up and i was like yo man i was like you writing some new stuff because i really like your stuff and he hit me back like an hour later and i was like hey man if you ever need uh any vocals like singing or screaming i was like i'm your man dude just hit me up he was like actually i've been thinking about that a lot lately and i was like well here's one of the tracks i did you know and you sent her the Dead Can Dance track, yeah. right? No, it's not Dead Can Dance. That's like 90s. <laughs> oh, you know. No, Dance with the Dead. Dance with the yeah, Dead. The yeah, set, the track I sang over. But he he actually didn't mind it. He liked it. And we talked for like an hour more. So I'm assuming that's a good thing. So if you're listening, man, I didn't want to give you a shout out because I'm not trying to fucking drop names here. Right. But I'm down, brother. <laughs> uh, what else? I think that's about it, though. Yeah. Uh, so is it about that time? I think it's about that time. Oh shit! Oh shit! Um. All right. So we got some uh, pretty interesting stuff to do here. We were, you know, we're. It's kind of like the imagination. What do they say? Uh, is the mother of all necessity? Is the mother of 
invention. Necessity is the mother in- yeah. invention, yes. So we figured Pat brought an ingredient. We have another ingredient. And he brought another ingredient. And we were like, fuck it, let's make this. Right. So I don't think you know why I picked this extra ingredient, though. But we're going to be calling this shot the Black Cat. Okay? Because we watched a lot of movies that involve a black cat. Oh, okay? yeah. He brought over Hennessy Black Cognac. Mm. Which is not a slamming drink, by the way. It's a sipping drink. So then we're going to take that, mix it with green melon liqueur Midori is for the green, green for eyes. The, yeah, I was yep. just going to say. Yep. Yep. You got it. And then Patrick brought over some uh, Monster Energy drink, who we're not sponsored by. But we figured, you know, in a lot of the movies that we watch, the cat turns kind of like a monster. Right. So we were like, hey. That's a good year, too. Yeah, we got three yeah. ingredients. I almost feel like we should have nine ingredients for a nine live shot, but, you know. But, yeah. yeah it's late it. as it is. I yeah, ain't... fuck it. All right, uh, if you guys can hear the stir action. So that's got some ice in it. That'll scratch your throat on purpose. Mm. You, you follow me? It's very clever. Not really. It was just something I accidentally did and tried to come up with something. I'm really clever. What are you doing? Don't drink it yet, you motherfucker. I was smelling. Oh. You're smelling the melon? I'm smelling it. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers, Black this, Cat. To Merlin. To Merlin. And your cat, too. Why not? To Suspiria, to, to my, Suspiria. my cat that passed away about a year ago. And Raven. Right. To all of them. Cheers. There was too much ice there. I was... This is a little, little tart. All right, we're going to pour another one here. Cause... Yeah, I'll take another one of those. That wasn't too bad. Yeah, it really isn't. Well, I think a monster kills any other kind of alcohol it comes that. in contact with. We made two perfect shots. Cheers. This one's uh, to black cats. Don't let them cross your path. For sure. Salute. Salute. Oh. <coughs> a piece of ice got caught <laughs> in my throat, dude. That one had a little bite to it. Oh, yeah. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad, dude. I could have another one of those. Yeah, that makes... That's the first time I've actually used Melon, melon Midori with anything that actually didn't taste like shit. Right. A little Japanese I don't melon. even like that Melon Midori shit. Blech. But well, anyway, guys, if you would like to make one below, you will find the ingredients on our SoundCloud and our YouTube. We try not to post it everywhere because it's just... A lot of information. Oh, for sure. But you can always go to our SoundCloud or our YouTube and, of course, add us. And then find the drink selection. At some point, we're going to have a website. Do you like horror shots, guys? Do you like to see if we're going to puke? Do well, you... fuck what they like, because I like drinking. I like doing it, too, because it kind of like, it's it's like, okay, the show's begun. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it feels to me, it's like, like mentally. No, I'm right there with you. Like, when horror, I hear horror shots, I'm like, all right, now we're in the shit. Yeah. Well... Well, that's it for horror shots, guys. Hey, what the fuck is in your pocket, Patrick? Oh, let me get that up for you. It's the news! <laughs> Here is the fucking news! All right. 
right, so we have some news for you. Now, we couldn't, we don't want to make it too long. First of all, first and foremost, you may have already found this out on our social media that we've been posting about Women in Horror Month. If you guys aren't aware what Women in Horror Month is, it's been going on for several years now, and it's basically just trying to show how women in horror should be respected. There's a lot of women in horror who may not have gotten their just dues uh, behind the scenes, in the front, as an actor, director, writer, you know, sound engineer. Like, if you guys have somebody that you think should get recognized who are women in horror, then post about it on your, you know, profiles and social media. Right now, I have to give a shout out to Christina, first of all, uh, who is my girlfriend. She posts as Xtina. So the letter X, Stina. And she's going to be doing a lot of posts about women in horror. This is something she asked that she wanted to be a part of. So thank you, Christina, for fucking doing that. It's amazing of you. And I know you don't like me thanking you for it, especially on the radio cast. But you fucking deserve it. I really appreciate it. We both appreciate it. So anyway, just to give you guys kind of an idea, it's the 8th annual Women in Horror Month. So 2017 marks that. And you can enter events, projects, films, etc. at any time to the form on womeninhorror.com or excuse me, womeninhorrormonth.com. So if you're listening and you have some ideas that maybe you want to contribute, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. They give you a whole list of it. But visit their page. They've got a lot of links to that stuff. And be prepared for us to do some stuff in our cast about women uh, for the rest of this month. You know what's funny? You were saying about Women not being credited for their work. A lot, yeah. Uh, Dario and Gento's wife, for one of the three... I can't remember which movie it was, but it was part of the Three Mothers trilogy that she actually helped write. I can't remember which one it was. It was probably The Mother of Tears. No, I think it was Inferno. Really? Yeah, she's uncredited, but she actually helped write the story for it. You know, I don't know that information offhand. I I remember that she was in Mother of Tears as an actor. Oh, really? Yeah, she was one of the the first people to die. Oh, is that the girl that gets her her jaw cracked open by the demons? Yes. Ah, uh, that was such a great scene. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of women in horror that have really done some big things, and maybe they're not done some out in front things that are really big. Like some of, one of me and Pat's favorite directors oh. that we're looking forward to is like, for example, Corinne Kusama, or Corinne, Corinne or Karen Kusama, I'm never I'm 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, don't ask me. I believe it's Corinne Kusama, who did the movie The Invitation. And she's also one of the directors in the anthology that's coming out for all women directors called XX, and that's coming out actually February 18th, so that's another snippet of news, Yeah, and I believe that's coming out on VOD, guys, so, and if I'm wrong on that date, I apologize, I'll try to cut it in later, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but we'll be posting more about that as the days go on, so keep an eye out for that, uh, and also, if you have any suggestions or anything that maybe we should talk about, please, Throw them at us. We're going to try to pick some movies that we think are really strong female leads, directors, like music, anything that we can think of. Right, for sure. So, uh, also, there is a new documentary called Nightmares in the Makeup Chair with Robert England. If you guys haven't seen this, there's a video that just got put up last week here 
they got this new show or new documentary that uh, Robert England will be the focus of on. Basically, it's they have a video of Robert Kurtzman, I think it is, who did the makeup for uh, Robert England, and he repaints his face as Freddy. So he does the whole thing, and I don't think you've seen it, but it's pretty cool. No, I haven't seen it yet. Robert Kurtzman did the special makeup effects. He does all the, a lot of the stuff on like the, the Walking Dead and things right. like that. Uh, but he basically transforms him into the dream stalker, Freddy Krueger. Right. Quote, unquote, Nightmares in the Makeup Chair is a love letter to the Nightmare on Elm Street series and to practical makeup, says England in a statement. He says also, I've been... I've always been in awe of the multi-talented makeup effects artists, from the sketching to sculpting. They realize the design, then to find position on the molding and the manufacturing of the makeup appliances, which are nearly paper thin, and then the application process where I sit in the makeup chair and become the living canvas as they glue me in paint and the appliances. This documentary not only captures their talent, but I think it might inspire a new generation of practical effects artists. I was happy to become Freddy once again to share that makeup process with the fans. So, pretty cool. Oh, really cool, dude. I would definitely be interested in seeing that. And it's cool that, you know, I mean, Robert England made his career off of Freddy. And the special makeup effects guys, while they do get some credit... I don't think they get the limelight at Not all. At all, no. I totally agree. And it agree. is such an important aesthetic. Oh, it really is. In too. movies. Like, it really is. Sometimes it's stylish. Sometimes it's realistic. It's just, it's a totally different feel. You know what I mean? Right. When you have something physically being shot instead of being digitally added later, it's just, right. you can tell it just feels hollow. Right. I think they deserve a lot more credit. In the 80s, these guys were fucking rock stars. Oh, uh, yeah. But... You know, it's kind of that era again. So I think this is kind of time for that kind of thing. I mean, we got Face Off, which is right. the TV show that Mike always talks about. I'm the one that fucking told him about that show. Now he's going off the rails. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, just a little bit of rumblings that uh, you may or may not have caught. We did an interview once with John Hale, who it, he had tried to get an Indiegogo pa- campaign started for his short called The Conduit. Uh, and he had a bunch of really talented individuals who were starting up. There are some rumblings I've seen on the Conduit page, and I'll link you guys to the stuff that I've seen so that you can check it out, because it looks like he's going to start a new campaign up. Something good to look forward to. And if you haven't seen that episode, I'll try to put a link below, but look for the John Hale interview. Also, Suspiria, the remake, has wrapped. And it was like this. Yo, what's up? I'm a witch, bitch, and you can't stop this. No, I'm sorry. I'm not keeping that shit in. <laughs> no, it wrapped like a film, okay? They wrapped on the film. Now, wait, I, they, there's like, it's like a rap video? No, it's a. No! <laughs> oh, dear God. Now I'm going to have to keep this in. No, but Suspiria Remake has wrapped and is headed to Berlin. Uh, I'm reading this off of Dread Central. You know, it's kind of a, a sketchy thing. A lot of people are not really excited about it. Guardedly optimistic. Right. Which is a good way to put it. You know... I'm optimistic because I'm like, please, 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 just prove me wrong. Because right. when you prove me wrong, it means I'm going to be a fan for fucking life. But there's going to be a lot of people out there that are just going to hate it anyway. That's just one of those movies that you just shouldn't touch. I mean, right. 
Yeah, but they said the same thing about Dawn the Dead, and everybody loves that one, so you just don't know. Right. No, I totally agree, but there's just certain things, you know what I mean? There's just certain movies that have a certain feel to them that you can't expand on. No, I have a feeling, yeah. But this, in, in, in any case, basically they've wrapped on the film. Amazon Studios picked up the project last year for worldwide distribution rights and its financing production. You know, it was funny, like, I was doing one of those stupid Facebook posts where it's like, what's your favorite horror movie, or, you know, whatever. But right. one was like, what's a, one of your favorite horror movies that may, didn't get a sequel? And someone said Suspiria. Actually, a couple people said Suspiria. You're so like, I was kind of, like, taken back. It did was you like, check them? Yeah, I, I definitely checked them. Well, you them. didn't check them in an ignorant way, right? No, 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 no. You were like, no, dude, there's actually an Inferno, and then there's... It's uh, right, there, yeah, it's a trilogy, the Mother of Tears Well, trilogy. yeah, that's good, that's exciting. Like, most, like, some snobby guys would be, like, real dick about that. Actually. But you, sh- yeah, <laughs> excuse me if you knew anything about horror. Now, it's like that, I see that as an opportunity, I'm like, oh, my God, let me, let, I can show you the world. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so anyway remake coming out whether you like it or not motherfucker bend over and take it all in do we know anything about goblin is goblin even still i don't know anything about that we're rolling on we're rolling on there is a new horror vod platform website that is coming out for independent horror films called i bleed indie now something really interesting about this is that it's kind of like an Amazon in a way. Right. But for independent films that don't really get the light of day. So what they're doing for like a feature film, they're going to charge like 2 bucks, okay? To rent. So you rent this movie for 24 or 48 hours or whatever and then it cuts off. You think they'd make more money on a, a subscription base? Well, I would think so, too, and that's my first thought when I read this. But this is what they said. It's already acquired over 100 feature films for the service with way more on the way. The VOD service, and this is, by the way, this I'm reading this from Dread Central, guys. Uh, but the VOD service is already featuring some do-it-yourself production gems and the latest releases from stellar labels like Artsploitation, Wild Eye, Brink Vision and more. And I've seen some good movies from those people. So we're not talking like bottom barrel, like everything. Right. But, but this is really for the horror addict that's like, and, you know, I admire independent film. I think yeah, I do too, but like, I don't know about paying per rental. Like, that seems a little much for me. Well, it says here features will rent $2 for features, featurettes for $1. And shorts for 50 cents with 90% of the revenue going directly to the filmmakers. Well, I like that. See, here's the thing, guys. When people put out movies and they put it out on digital, they probably make, I don't know, 30%? If that? If that, yeah, right. Like, right. sometimes I can, I'm sure it's like split over so many different like distribution, digital distribution. I'm sure they don't even get 10 cents to the dollar. Well, I don't know the exact amount, but it's not much, guys. So if you're a big fan of horror films and you have found some independent films that you thought were really well done, because independent film isn't bad by any means. It says, considering most indie filmmakers don't make a dime, that's a pretty sweet deal. And as you well know, some of the finest horror flicks out there come from the underground and serious horror aficionados owe it to themselves to check out what the service has to offer. We're talking quality horror rentable for pocket change, guys. What are you waiting for? So, I don't know. I think I'm going to check it out. I'll definitely check it out. I like the idea now that 
music and movies are going a whole new route. Right. Like, yeah, you're going to have your big budget shit, right? You're going to yeah. have all that stuff. But the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of bands are making their own money, doing their own labels, and putting it up on, like, Bandcamp. So filmmakers got to be doing the same thing in some degree. But they have to pay these digital distribution companies who have to spread it out to all these different platforms, like um, Amazon, like PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Crackle, whatever the fuck it is that they're these they're charging for, and they get all get their cut off the cut that. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, and whatever's left over is the scraps on the floor for the filmmakers, if they see anything at all. Because sometimes those movies just get bought outright, and they give them like a I don't know two percent fucking thing. Maybe I don't know. Like we'd have to talk to some directors about that. But right. Anyway, guys, check that out. I'll put a link below. Also, Virus is coming to Blu-ray from Scream Factory on May 2nd. I fucking love that movie. Dude. I do too! God, I'm so glad to hear people actually like that movie. I know. I, I saw, well, like I commented on your Facebook post when I saw it. I was like, oh, dude, I can't I, wait. Dude, I bought it on VHS twice. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what, I, I lost it or something. I think maybe someone borrowed it or sold it. I, I don't remember. But I was so happy to get it on VHS. I was like, well, fuck it, man. You know, whatever I can get. But Scream Factory? Right. Posted about this just the other day. I think it was like yesterday on Tuesday of last week here for you guys. And I went to the comment section and there were some people who were like, yeah, you're running out of ideas now, huh? And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Right. Why don't you suck a cack? One of the guys in the comments was like, yeah, I worked on that film. And I was like, really? And I was like, dude, wait, wait fucking cool. Right. Uh, but it's, it's good to hear like a lot of people that I'm friends with were just really super excited about that movie. And I think if you're... A horror fan, to some degree, you can appreciate this movie, even if you don't love it. Right. So. No, the creatures in that movie, dude. Like, fucking I'm a, insane, right. dude. I'm it's a, like a fucking nightmare. Right. I'm not sure how many PC gamer fans are out there, but it it the creatures remind me of the Strog from Quake. Oh, uh, a little bit, huh? Yeah, oh, dude, totally. And it reminds me, there was, I can't remove, remember what movie we watched, where they were talking about the gods were like machines, this machine race, and they were using people's bodies. They were harvesting people for body parts, and I can't remember what movie that was. Oh, shit. And I'm like, dude, that's the virus story. Like, now right. that I think of it, fuck, it's going to kill me. If you it's guys can think me, of what dude. that is, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a brain fart. Anyway, guys, that's it for the news. <laughs> All right, we're going to go over a couple of uh, upcoming releases just so you have a guys have a heads up on that. Uh, we have Wolf Guy, two discs, special edition, Blu-ray plus DVD. That's coming out April 25th, 2017 from Arrow. Donnie Darko, four disc, limited edition, Blu-ray plus DVD, April 18th. Tales from the Hood, collector's edition, Blu-ray. That's coming out on April 18th as well. Kaltiki, the Immortal Monster 2-Disc Special Edition Blu-ray plus DVD is also coming out April 11th. Demented, April 11th on Blu-ray. Lurking Fear Remastered Blu-ray. It's coming out April 11th as well. Tank 432, 432, April 4th. The Phantasm Special Edition box set for the U.S. is coming out March 28th. It's coming out, I believe... April 17th in the UK on Arrow. This one's from WellGo USA. Wishmaster, the collection, four films, Blu-ray. 
Coming from the Vestron Collectors series, March 28th, House, two stories, House 1 and 2, the second story, coming out March 21st. I still can't believe they didn't do a fucking, a whole fucking, all the House movies. Just 1 and 2? Yeah, I know. It sucks. The U.S. is only getting the two. Right. Which really is such a fucking bitch. Like, I'm so disappointed by that. Like, I really am. There just should not be regions anymore. It should, everything should be fucking region-free. Right. But it's not going to happen. That's what happened when, I believe, Blu-ray won. Oh, is it? Over HD uh, DVD. Hmm. Blu-ray was going to be region, and HD DVD was region-free. Which I was kind of shooting for, but, I mean, having the extra space is always going to win. Right. Anyway, also, The Gate from Artisans coming out on Blu-ray February 28th. So this month, guys, we're only a few weeks away from that one. We Are the Flesh on Blu-ray coming out on February 28th as well. Psychomania, two-disc special edition Blu-ray plus DVD is also coming out February 21st. Anti-Birth has already been released on Blu-ray and uh, you can watch it on Netflix, guys. So we interviewed Danny Perez. If you're a fan of the movie or haven't heard about it, go check it out. Seriously, it got our top 2016. When did they put it on Netflix? They just put it out the same day that it came out on Blu-ray. Oh, I gotta go. So I just saw, this week, just it. this week, this past week for you guys. But if you haven't seen it already, now's your chance to watch it. And if you like it, please support the filmmaker by buying a copy of it because Netflix probably doesn't pay shit. Right. The Alchemist Cookbook also came out on Blu-ray here recently. I watched that movie. It was really weird, a little strange, but interesting nonetheless. You also had Layer of the White Worm on Blu-ray come out and Parents on Blu-ray, which I really need to get. Plus, Poltergeist 2 and 3 have already released. So that's just to give you guys kind of an idea of what's coming out or has come out already. But that's it for our new releases. Now, we're going to go ahead and take a little journey down to Grave Plots, our segment where we make up horror movies on the spot by drawing a name out of a cup. So we're going to go ahead and jump into Grave Plots right now. guys a breakdown of how this works it's very simple we came up with a bunch of fucking fake movie titles we come up with titles that we try to think of that have not been made try to come up with original weird quick titles off the top of our head without thinking too deeply into it and then we put it in a cup we draw one of these titles and then we have to come up with the story who the characters are some of the kills this time, I want to make sure we come up with a tagline before I put it up. Right. So we got to remember to do the tagline, but all the different ingredients that make a movie until we hit the end. So all of this is off, not scripted. We're just doing this off the top because it's a creative exercise in how to make a movie. Straight off the cuff. Baby. And just as a reminder, any of these ideas that we come up with at our hours, we take full credit for. So don't be stealing our ideas. <sighs> All right, so let's. Should we flip a coin? Let's flip a coin. That seems. Do you have a coin? Oh, here. All right. 
Can you call tell it in the air? Can you see what it is? Yeah, enough. Okay. Yeah. Heads. It is tails, my friend. All right, so you get to draw. So we've got, I mean, we've got quite a few. I made Pat, Patrick, sorry. <laughs> it's a bad habit that you made me do. Uh, we got about like 20 in here, I think now. So go, you know, grab a handful until you whittle down to one. Oh, yeah, you hear that, guys, here. <laughs> Just grab one, you motherfucker. All right, I got one. Okay. What All is right. it? This is kind of small. I'm thinking it's one of mine. I think it's Mike's. Because <laughs> it's so small? <laughs> well, I, I, I remember him doing it on small paper. Uh, wedding night. Damn it! Do you know that's three in a row that have been mine? Is it yours? Yeah, but it's let's fine. Re, let's no, no, redraw. No, no. We're no, not redrawing redraw. because I don't want to make up a new idea. That one's going to... We're using that one. All right, dude. So wedding night. Okay, so you get to make up the story from the start. Let's see here. Wedding night. So it's the night that they get married, I guess? Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I want to jump in right away. Sorry, guys. Don't take too long. Not Jesus taking Christ. too long. So let's just say... Don't think too hard, man. Don't think. Don't piece the whole story together. Just throw out some elements and we'll come up with the rest. Well... Is it going to be something that, the, the thing I'm struggling with right now is, is it going to be something that happens on the wedding night, or is it just, like, there's a bunch of wedding nights? You know what I mean? I think like, it's just it's, a, the, a wedding night. Well, we're right. A single, a single couple's wedding night. Okay. Now, are they male and female, or just male, or just female? Like, what do we do? Do we want to be different? Well, you could. You could be different. You could maybe be a same-sex marriage, right. and then maybe it gets broken up by the fucking the villagers with their pitchforks. Well, not really villagers, but you know what I mean. Um, Ooh, what if we played on that? Like, you know, like a bunch of fucking like redneck guys are like really upset that they're same-sex marriage. You know what I mean? And they're getting right. married at their fucking... They, they don't know yet that it's like a same-sex couple. And they get upset, these rednecks, that they're using their beautiful property to make sins. Yeah, that could work. I mean, I'm just throwing ideas out no, there. No, 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 no. It that doesn't totally even have to work. be same sex. Right. It doesn't but I'm just to... trying to be different because, you know, right. when you hear wedding night, you think, oh, you know, typical girl and a guy. All right. Getting together. It's gonna be yeah. Nice. Happy day. Well, if we were going to do it, I say if it's going to be same sex, it should be two males. Okay. Just because... So what are these guys' names? Let's go with... <laughs> Why don't we go with Adam and Steve? Oh, my <laughs> God. No. No? How about Rick and Bobby? Rick, Ricky Bobby? Rick and Bobby. Ricky Bobby. No. <laughs> I know. So Rick and Bobby. I mean, are you cool with that? Yeah, I'm cool with that. It doesn't that. matter the names. We're just, no, it, we're just it really doesn't matter who We don't need to get are. that specific. So, okay. So maybe we don't even do the redneck thing, because that seems hokey as fuck. It really does. Okay, what if they're getting married, but one of them is a murderer? Yeah, that could work. Do you know what I mean? Or like maybe they are the murderers, and they murder everyone at the wedding. I like that. Like, that's different, right? I like that. Nobody's done that. 
Like all of a sudden when you know they say I do, I do, I do. Like you think everything's pretty normal, right? Like they're getting married, it's this like wedding and all their friends show up and everything, but really they just invited people to murder them. Oh, for sure, dude. dude like that's and, like, cool, maybe right? Maybe there'd be like a scene like after they get married, you know, everybody throws rice. Maybe there'd be something else inside there besides rice. It like No, maybe... that's way too weird. Right. I'm what? thinking more like this is what I'm thinking. Like, so they get married at the church and everything seems normal and everything. And the whole the whole movie starts off like like everything's like really normal. It's like it really just starts right off. They're getting married. You know, they have a little dialogue up into the point where they're getting married. And like maybe like one of the kids tries to come up and talk to them. And, you know, he's like, oh, here, I got something for you. And he goes off. And the other one stays and is talking to some of the family or something like that. But you don't know behind the scenes he's actually killed that person or that okay. kid. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. But it all starts to piece together by the end. Because there's got to be a character that is really close to both of them. Well, no, no. You, Do you see what I'm saying? That that knows all the things that are going on, but don't doesn't know that they're killing people. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they're close enough to know that they should be shocked, and maybe there comes a moment where they, they could be killed, but they don't because they're, like, close friends, and then they decide to fight the two wedding couple. Well, I still like the idea of the the groom and the groom right, being the murderers and maybe exacting their revenge for everybody who maybe looked down Ah, that seems them. so typical. It seems typical, but revenge is always good. Yeah, Revenge but, but they can't great. they can't be everybody they know. Maybe something happens that causes them to go on a murder spree. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe okay. And it could be funny. Like it could be a comedy. Oh, or we could make it serious. I think it anything with a little bit of comedy is okay. Okay. Cause that's 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 totally great. Because I like when films add a I just don't want to do that route where it's like oh I'm they're I'm killing them all because I'm gay right like this just seems like the wrong message in my opinion oh yeah totally you know I what totally, I mean yeah, like yeah. I think it should just be that they just happen to be gay and they're you know killing people but we don't know why yet and I don't want to go like Satan because that we've already done with the old folks home Okay, so so why do they kill? Like we got to figure out a way that why they what kill. What is the motive? Okay. Or maybe we can have them kill somebody first and then figure out the motive. So they go into the wedding. Everything's like hunky dory, happy. Everybody's fucking so happy for them. I think I think the reverend should be the first kill. Well, what if it's like the reverend's not a, like a reverend? Well, it could be anybody we want because it's our fucking movie. Yeah. Well, why would the reverend be killed? Maybe you said something cross. Hmm. Maybe he stumbled during their something so small like that. Yeah, maybe? like they're so picky they're about so every. Yeah, they want the perfect wedding. Right. So they get pissed off when people fuck it up. Oh, maybe that's the reason for them because they're all like these OCD people. about shit. Right. You know what I mean? So I mean, this is leaning comedy. Like I think of dark comedy. Oh yeah, definitely. Dark like a comedy. dark comedy, like a motherfucker. Right. No, I like that. So anybody who kind of messes up their ceremony, yeah, gets like it. in some small way, like the pole bearer, like or <laughs> the the pole bearer, the, the, uh, the ring bearer. <laughs> I'm talking about funerals. I don't. <laughs> the ring bearer, he drops the thing, and they act like it's all sweet, but inside they're like raging. Right. You know what I mean? And maybe have like an inner monologue. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. To make it a little bit more funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you hear this voice. I'll fucking, I swear to God, I'm going <laughs> yeah, to fucking oh, murder dude. that goddamn kid right now. <laughs> Don't you fuck up my wedding. <laughs> I like this, though. This is different. I mean, it could be done, and I think it could be done well enough, but I, I really feel like it needs to be like a stylish kind of comedy. Right. You know, like dark comedy, kind of like the loved ones that you like so much. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a comedy in a way, but it's like yeah. also torture revenge. Big time. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it needs to be that that mix. Mm. Like, where it's like torture, revenge, wedding night. So, this has to be like a location wedding. It can't just be like an everyday kind of wedding. It has to be like a special... People had to take a couple days off to go to this wedding that's in another country or something like that, right? Right, maybe. Where are they? Well, I mean, they would, I mean the movie starts off at a wedding... Right. At the church. So we're, it's definitely a well, church. Well, I don't know. It doesn't have to be, but it kind of feels like it should be, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm thinking maybe somewhere where everybody has to, they can't leave. You know what I mean? I just like, like the whole traditional thing because then it makes it more dark. Yeah. When people start dying because it's, you know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it. Well, people it. don't usually have the wedding and the reception at the same fucking place. Is what no, I'm going that's at. what I'm saying. They do it at the, you start it at the church, and then they start picking up little little things as they meet people. Oh, I'm so excited for you. What is she wearing? What the fuck is that perfume that she's wearing? Right. You know it's what I like mean? like little things like American Psycho style, like, oh. Yeah, like, we got it, but how do we slowly get that out without divulging it too quickly because I feel like the first kill needs to be when the best woman or best man is doing the speech and then fucks up or makes a bad joke. So, and then she's just like, and then all of a sudden shit breaks, breaks loose. Now, is it going to be a thing where each kill takes place like in secret? Where people don't know where that person's at, or is it going to be? Yeah, that's that's a good point because it kind of feels like they kind of stalk them a little bit, right? And then shit breaks loose because if you just go straight to to fucking crazy town, you There's know, right no off the to bat, go from there. Yeah, yeah, like you, like we're like, how did they? Wouldn't they all get away? Because there's only two of them. Right, right, right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the best men or the best women are in on it too. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's a couple of them. And maybe they're all drugged for the the toast. Maybe they're when they do a toast, they put something in their drinks. And, you know, like that's that's a little cliche. Hmm. But how else are you gonna kill that many people? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean, this is a ridiculous story in a way, but I feel like it could be done in a well, like a pretty funny, unique way. That it's like I want the first kill to be like one of the best men or something like that. Maybe one of them is like being so ultra picky about certain things. I, you know what? It's either like you said, either the best man or best woman, or the ring bearer, the kid. Like, well, it's like it's like after they have their wedding ceremony, they go out to the car, though, right? They don't like hang around the church or wherever they're getting married, right? So they wouldn't be there. So they would go out to the the limo and then head to the reception, right? That's usually how it works. What if their first killed? does happen at the wedding but but you don't know about it right away you don't know about it right away right and then and then it's like the mom or like the niece or like the paul the, like I keep saying paul bearer <laughs> jesus christ but, uh, well, the ring bearer kid drops the ring 
And then um, before they leave, he's like, I got to go to the bathroom real quick or something like that. And then the little kid's like getting water at the water fountain at the church or whatever the fuck. And then he's like, hey, come here, come over here. And then they just skip over the scene. You don't see anything. He's like, oh, did you need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> I'll take you in there. And then he comes back and you notice he's got like a little red spot on his like suit. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know. It's not like, oh, you got something on you. Like, and the mom of the kid is like, oh, you got something on you, you know? Right. Have you seen Billy? No, I don't know. But we're in a hurry. I love you. I hope you fl- you'll be. He's around here somewhere. And they leave. And she can't find him. And maybe on the back, you know, where they tie the cans onto the car? Maybe it's the kid's ring fingers <laughs> that are like. Uh, when they drive away at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're attached by string onto the. Their body parts, like arms, legs. Well, well, no, it can't be too grandiose. It has to be small enough where people aren't like, those are fucking body parts hanging off the back of their car. But that's, I mean, it's like, if it's the end, they drive off with the body parts, you know. Yeah, if the end part, that, yeah, yeah. We'll save that for the end. That's that's beautiful. Uh, So, okay. So, they get married at the church. The pulp, oh my God. (laughs) You're just going to keep doing it, The the ring bearer drops the ring, and then (laughs) as they get married and they're supposed to walk out, He's like, I gotta go to the bathroom, or something right. distracts him so he can go off. He sees the kid go out that side door, follows him in, sees him at the water fountain. He's like, hey, Billy, come here. I want to show you something. And they go to the bathroom, and it's kind of like weird, but you don't think anything of it because you don't know yet. And then uh, he comes out, and he's like, hey, you ready to go? And then and then his mom's like, mm, you got something, you got little, you got a little jelly or something on your thing and it was you seen billy i don't know i gotta go <laughs> right. so they run out into the car they go to the reception she's she's obviously uh freaking out can't find him or whatever maybe uh so then they go to the reception and everybody's like eating dinner or eating food do you eat dinner first i don't remember yeah you would usually eat first and then it's dancing and drinking okay that's how it goes yeah i don't know what weddings are <laughs> i don't know yeah i, I don't know in in my country <laughs> Okay, so they go to the reception, and now it's your turn. Come on. All right, so they head to the reception. Let's see. Who gets it next? Let's make this one non-family related. Let's say, so they're heading to reception. Aunt, Aunt uh, Bethany, or Aunt... Yeah, they Car- say goodbye. Aunt, Aunt Carol. They say goodbye who's... to whoever was the mother of the kid that they killed. So they're in the car, and they're going over what... You know, just talking about their wedding and shit and how much they love each other. Maybe the wet, the limo driver fucks up and they spill their drinks all over themselves. themselves. Ooh. And he's a second kill. Ooh, yeah, that's good. He pulls up, they cut his throat and yeah. drag him through the hole. Yeah. In the back of the limo. I like it. That's a I good like one. It. That's really good. So. Okay, that's good because now we got the kill count going up right you know so we're I mean? up to two people now right well that would divulge the the that they're actually killing people now okay so now that's out the window there's no more you know like no, are they killing people aren't they what's what's how happening would they, oh yeah yeah so well no maybe we could still hide that so maybe we just don't know about the the, the kid and that's it Maybe not and, the kid. And then so he spills the drinks. The, the limo driver slams on his brakes and spills his drinks. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. You know, I apologize. And then they just fucking, they're like, oh, it's no problem. You know, no biggie. And then when they pull up uh, to the to the reception hall, 
He's like, can you park around the side though? Just a little bit. And then they just like, they're like, Hey, I, I got a question for you. And they just jam like a broken glass, like a champagne <laughs> right. glass. Into this his... is Versace, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking jab a fucking, uh, champagne glass into his neck. You know what I mean? And then yank him through the hole. And, <laughs> Sorry, I got some blood on your... <laughs> and they close up the fucking, you know, they close up the window, so they, and they, they hide him underneath one of the seats or something. Right. Where they, like, store shit. Okay, so we got that. Okay, so they walk into the thing. Nobody's even there yet. So they're good to go, right? Right. So there needs to be... Everybody needs to mess up something, I'm thinking. Everyone at that wedding needs to be... Well, they, they be... give each other a big kiss in the beginning after they kill this. They get a high off of it, right? Right. So they get out of the, uh, the, the limo and they, like, make out. And they're having a really good time. They're, like, super excited or overexcited or something like that. And he's like, oh, my God, you know what we should do? Let's lock all the doors. Except right. for the front. Okay. And then it starts to get darker. You know, you'd be like, oh, my God, you read my mind. This is why we got married. You know, like one of those things. Right, right. <laughs> I love you. I love you, honey biscuit. You know, like. <laughs> and maybe they're like wiping the blood off each other. Yeah, he's like, oh, you got it on your eye. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, he wipes it off his face, you know, whatever. But okay, so they go in. He's like, hey, we should lock the doors. Right. You know, so then you're starting to go like, damn, shit's getting weird. Like, he just killed a guy. They're super excited. They're like overexcited. Like, they're, they've been planning something. You know what I mean? Right. So, and, and I think it would be good in the beginning of the movie if maybe there's a lot of people that just didn't believe in what they were doing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So... They invited all those people anyway. You know what I mean? They're like, we really appreciate you inviting us. We're, we're really trying to give it a go. You know, we don't like this whole, <laughs> you know, thing that you got going on. But, you know, we support you. We love you. And, you know, and that's kind of part of it. It's not all of it. Like, they're crazy. Like, there's no doubt maybe about it. Maybe they single out all those people. Individually. Indi- well, maybe not even individually, but maybe they bring all those people for one major kill. Just well, maybe, those maybe, people. maybe there's just one person that was a dick like that to them. Right. Okay. Well, do you see what I'm saying? Like right. Aunt Carol, you know, Aunt Carol, the the racist bigot. You know right. what I mean? Like whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? <clears throat> the Christian racist bigot. Whatever. The typical stereotypical thing. Um, I think it should be totally like, definitely elderly, wheelchair, maybe even like oxygen tank, like. Ooh. And this extremely bitter, you know what I mean? But but maybe there's like a laundry chute or something, and they push her in the fire. <laughs> like they just push her in the fire. Let me help you, and they just push her. Like yeah. <laughs> right. Like I could see that happening. Oh, she is wearing something horrible. I don't know what she's wearing, but she's like, oh, Aunt Bethany, you know, or Grandma Bethany, need some help. Let me help you. And she just they just push her into a room, and you just hear a bunch of chairs like go. And then he shuts it and he's like, I'll be right back. And then he goes and fucking kills her. Right. You know what I mean? But you don't see it. You just. Yeah. It's just kind of like. You're just like. Now it's starting to like build up. Like the kills are starting to rack up suddenly. So this is all leading to a crescendo. Like a. Like a a big fucking. Like something. Well, there needs to be at least two more kills before people find out. So the second kill. The first kill is the ring bearer. Second kill. I've almost got it. Ring bearer. Limo, limo driver, driver and then aunt martha whatever aunt martha or carol aunt carol or grandma carol comes to the thing early right. her son 
takes her there and so he's like one of the first people to show up or something like that or maybe there's organizers there that are doing the wedding thing yeah yeah yeah, so they have like you know what i mean like maybe it's one of those guys someone that's supposed to be the help and they fuck something up and that'd be the next kill maybe the cake guy Ooh, yeah it definitely has to do something surrounding the wedding maybe the cake isn't perfectly shaped and they like you realize i paid five thousand dollars for this fucking cake no the the flowers on it are the wrong color Uh. something that's like minuscule but to them it's like the fucking world well they're ocd right so everything's got to be perfect so maybe if the cake's not shaped perfectly maybe it bothers them Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm just thinking, like, the cake guy's there. He's like, I got the cake. It's a beautiful cake. <laughs> a beautiful cake. Well, I was thinking maybe we're like, and he's, like, and he's supposed to be red flowers. And the, the order was supposed to be red, blue, green, red. And you did red, green, blue, red. Well, that doesn't play into <laughs> it right away. I think the cake thing should be first. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They want to see the cake or whatever to make sure it's okay. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like... I got the beautiful cake. My This is my best German accent, by the way. <laughs> Not German at all. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so they see the cake and it's like a little funky. Like the maybe the, the trim of it was supposed to be blue or something like that. And it's like maybe the ring, that the, the icing ring that goes around the top of the cake on, on each layer. Right. It's got like a nick in it somehow. And he's like, what? fuck is this right oh it's my best cake i ever make <laughs> Dude, i could just see it like when they see these things that set them off it is like there needs to be some kind of like track some sound something that's like like kind of like psycho where he's like ree, 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 ree. yeah that'd be cool but something special for this movie but i, I think it'd be funny if he be, slammed but... his hands on the table next to a knife and then just jams it into his eye, you know what I mean, <laughs> or something. Well, no, it had to be like he, like he's he he killed him, like he was cutting a cake. Maybe he just comes down on. Oh, him that's with a way knife. too. You know what I mean? You think? I don't know. I think it would just be cool if, like, you didn't, you weren't expecting, it and he goes, "Oh, you know what? Everything's fine. We're just happy to have our wedding right now." It doesn't matter. We paid five thousand dollars, you know, and just jams it in his face. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Do you see good. what I'm saying? That's like good. you're not expecting it. it right. Just, just pops, and mm. you're just like, oh, holy shit! He just fucking stabbed him in the face. <laughs> right. And it's kind of like that whole Julian Sands warlock thing, where right. it's like you know that they're evil, but you just don't know when they're gonna pop. Right. But we don't want them. We want them to have engagements with other people before they kill everybody. So it doesn't want to just be like every person they run into, they kill. But there definitely need, there needs to be that sound. We need to figure out what that sound is. Like, yeah, like the wedding coordinator's like, oh my God, you guys look amazing. This is going to be the best night of your lives. I've got everything set up. The cake guy just got here. Ooh, the cake. You know, like they're like excited about it. Right. And they're like, and then they talk to like some of the other coordinators. I will be your assistant for tonight as well, ma'am. My name is pierre you know or, or, or sir you know what i mean um and then they like they're like cool with them you know like i like that the, the the playing of like you don't know who the who's next right like i think it needs to be that oh for sure for sure but you need to have that that signal that kind of like conveys to the audience like oh shit they're not happy about that right is there a wedding night movie horror movie i don't even know not that i know of 
Uh, no, not that I know. Of. Okay, so we got a lot of kills. Okay, so we got that kind of underway. We understand that the plot is going to be slowly, and then the people will arrive and start coming. After they kill the cake person, they pretty much dump him in a trash can or in a fridge in the freezer somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Just to get him the fuck out of there. Right. You know what I mean? And they're like, fuck, I got it on my fucking shoes or whatever the fuck, you know, it is. Or they didn't get it on themselves. I don't know. But there's like a whole dialogue in the kitchen somehow. Uh, and then Aunt Carol shows up as people are starting to come in and stuff. And she's just whining and complaining the whole time. I don't want, where's the softer seats? You know, like, I think of that, <laughs> like, in my head, you know, like, she's just being annoying. What would be their catch line? Do they have one? What do they high five and say wedding night? <laughs> wedding night. Yeah, like they're a bunch of bros or something. And they chest bump. Like, what the fuck? That's like way over the top. <laughs> no, they would they would pelvis bump. They'd be like They slam a beer. <laughs> wedding night. <laughs> I don't know about catchphrase. Mm. That'd be no. weird if you heard him say something the same yeah, time. Yeah, like, every time they killed somebody, like that'd be a little eighties. It'd be kind of cool too that when they were getting married, that their wedding vows were a little weird. That they would allude to killing people. Oh yeah, do you see yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it would be so subtle that you wouldn't realize it because you're just like, oh, it's a new, mo- it's a movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's just supposed to be really subtle. So it's like, stand through me, through the thick and the thin, like, you know, whatever the fuck, whatever the vows could be, but we could come up with something cool, you know what Right, I mean? for sure. But I definitely feel like there should be, we, we can't do every detail, but we're actually doing pretty good for all the details right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so everybody gets in there, Do they, they kill the, the, they've killed the bakery guy, they haven't killed everyone, it's just randoms. They randoms. got the ring bearer, they got the limo driver. Paul bearer. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Ring bear, limo driver, uh, cake guy. Cake guy. Aunt Grandma, Car- something. Aunt, Aunt Carol at some point. Maybe she she just keeps annoying him the whole time, but you don't understand when they're going to kill her. Maybe that's the glory kill. Right. That's like, the one that you're like, yes! Like, <laughs> like you fucking old bat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, take her head off! <laughs> like, I don't know. You're like coming in your mouth. Uh... <laughs> uh <laughs> Well, I definitely think that they need to um, have a moment where they tie some specific well, maybe the to- people up. Instead of their vows, maybe it's the toast that they elude, that they love killing together. I th- Okay, here it is. Okay. I think you might be right, but I think what needs to kick it off is Grandma Carol. So, like at the beginning of the toast? So she's going to be complaining from the very beginning... And it's going to just come off as, oh, that silly old, you know, lady (laughs) at first. And then it's just going to get, she's just going to keep complaining about everything. And, and then they're going to get, start to get more angry. But for whatever reason, they don't kill her right away. You know what I mean? It's just not the right time. But then right when they're doing their toast, she says something or she just starts coughing or something like, or her hearing aid goes off and it's like really loud in the middle of them having this like moment. Right. And that's when shit goes, and she gets killed first. Yeah, maybe in front like, of everybody. She's coughing really loud. And maybe she's meaning to do it, like right, like spitefully. And then he takes this pause, and he's like, "You know what? I'd like to take a moment to honor our grandma." Whatever. Now, I, her I name would is. like it if he just like flew off the handle. 
If he was like, all right, that's fucking it, you know, and just. Well, that this is what I'm just getting kicks to. her in the this chair, like off to. the chair. Like then she walks over to him with his champagne in hand. She's interrupting him while he's trying to do his speech, and then he's like, you know, I'd like to take time to thank Grandma for coming out, and he's over by the chair. She's at the end of his his thanking her, and all of a sudden he just fucking breaks his fucking glass on her chair and fucking shoves it up into her throat or through her ear. Or maybe her eye, and that's the crescendo where everybody's like, "Holy shit, we gotta no. get the fuck out of here!" I want him to kick her right in the chest. In the chest. Yeah, just kick her right in the chest. Well, maybe not just sta- because well, maybe- I want her to suffer, but just because it's that glory kill. It's got to be so epic. It can't right. just be like. Well, maybe it's got to he- be like, oh my god, he just kicked an old person. Right. You well, know maybe what I mean? He's like standing face to face with her, right? Right. And then he's he's finishing up her toast and toasting to her. And then it's me like, and I just like to say, fuck you! And it fucking, you know. I think he's just like, yeah, maybe he's like kind of walking over and he's like, you know, in the light of my life and her hearing aid goes off and he's just like. And then he just turns and he's like, and he just kicks her out of the chair and everybody's like horrified. You know what I mean? Like he just snaps all of a sudden and then everybody's like freaking out. And then her, as his husband, like Rick or Bobby, whoever it is, the, 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 the significant other is like already strangling the best man or the best <laughs> woman, you know what I mean, at this time, because it's like time, it's go time, it's like, wedding night. Right. <laughs> then the DJ like kicks on, or like, yeah, like somehow the DJ has got to kick on the music right when this shit happens. And I think it should be safety dance. Hmm. Oh, what if one of the this yeah, see what if the the significant other goes up yeah, I like the idea. Safety dance is a great idea. <laughs> right. Like the original one where it's like it starts out like slow. Right. Like the long version. And then it's like Like that would be awesome. But like maybe like he walks over to the DJ booth. And it's like he murders that guy and then puts that song on and then they just start murdering everybody the safety dance. Right. right? But there's there's gotta be a, at least a core group of four that kind of survive. That's what I'm saying. They tie him the... up at the end. Well, and they have that, this big just, talk about it. Maybe it's like a, a family, like <coughs> maybe a mom and a and a father and a, a daughter and a son that are kind of like you know, like the main characters of the movie. Like, he thought it was them, but it's really about them surviving this wedding night. What if, in the beginning, they're like, this is a no-cell-phone party. Right. And they have them put all their cell phones in a bag. Yeah. Like, they had a coat check of some sort. Right, right, right. Right, you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, if you need your phone, you can always go get it, you know? And then they grab the bag, and it's gone. So, And they've already locked the doors. He's like, let's lock the doors. Remember when they go in? Yeah. And then... They do the toast, and then Grandma's hearing aid goes off, and he walks over, and he's just like, oh, Aunt Carol. Aunt fucking Carol! He kicks her in the chest. (laughs) Everybody's horrified. Then he runs over. The DJ is like, he gets murdered, and they start playing safety dance. Everybody's scattering, but they're like throwing chairs at people. And like one of them's got a gun, and he's just firing off into the crowd. Like, I don't know. Is that too much? (laughs) No, no, no. Maybe before he even excited about this, before he even walks up to grandma, you know, maybe there is an exchange between them before she walks up to finish his toast. And as he kicks her, he turns around and 
his groom is already at the DJ booth. That's like, what I'm strangling saying. him right. with like his like his mic, his or mic his headphones or, his or something, or yeah. whatever. And then he puts on safety dance, and he's got blood on his face when this happens. Somehow right. he's like, maybe he's strangling him with the fucking headphones, and he's stabbing him in the chest. At the same oh time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, so he's like choking him out and stabbing him in the chest, and he's getting blood on his face. And then safety dance gets on, and he starts dancing his way. <laughs> he's like dancing his way over with a gun in his hand, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just like taking pop shops off every once in a while. It's like, pow. Guys, you should be pow. listening to Safety Dance right now as we're doing this. We would put it on the show, but we would get popped for fucking copyright. Right. Um, okay. So let's do three quick kills, three unique quick kills. Come up with the ending, which we kind of already know. Uh, and then the, the tagline of the movie. Okay. So three quick quills. Don't try to think too much about it. Just do something that you haven't seen in a movie or maybe that you want to see in a movie. You know what I mean? Like maybe we should add elements of the cake or like. Yeah. Maybe they kill somebody with the like little the like, little two men on the top of the cake. Oh, for sure. That, do you see what I'm definitely, saying? That definitely has to happen. You know what I mean? That something like that. Happen. Someone gets killed with the, uh, the cake toppers. Hmm, what else? What other tropes are there in weddings? And like you were saying, <clears throat> and maybe one see what of, if they so if they kill at the safety dance, what if they don't do the chicken dance? <laughs> Wouldn't it be better if they killed people at the chicken dance? I like safety dance, but it, it, you know whatever. I like safety dance too. It's a little more stylish. Yeah, uh, one of the kills definitely has to be maybe a family or maybe a couple getting delimbed, and those are the limbs that later on become the danglers behind the car when they drive away at the end. Well, and definitely, definitely that for the end, but we got to think of like, who's doesn't matter who it is. Like just some fucking random person. And that could be a tag. Time to cut the cake, but they're yeah. cutting their limbs off. You know right. what I mean? And that'll be the last kill before they, you know, take off to the sunset and whatever. We'll, we'll skip. We're get, don't jump ahead. Let's get some kills. Don't have to tie them together. There's anything. I'm trying to think of wedding tropes that we could use. What if they like make? There's them... getting the garter, but what how are you gonna they... make that into a kill? Ooh, ooh, ooh. What if they make uh, two people kiss? Like it doesn't have to be any particular, but they shoot them both at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like they're kissing. I don't know how to explain it. He's like, now kiss. See or what maybe... love's like. Bang! And he shoots them both. I think guns are cheating when it comes to horror movies. I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. Like, if they have a gun, then they people aren't going to just try to get away. If they had a right. knife... That is true. See what I'm saying? Very like, and I, I, If it was an assault rifle, that's one thing. Right. You know, but if it's a handgun, then it's like, you know, they can get away, but they're not gonna because the doors are locked and they're, like, screaming and they're trying to get their phones. And there's, like, this whole, like, we got to have side characters that are fighting against them that aren't so bad. Right, Do you right. Know what that's I mean? what I was talking about—the family of four, maybe. Right. Being... I don't know about family of four, but at least two people that are their friends, and they're okay. like, "Dude, they're fucking crazy right now." Yeah. And like, what if one of the kids, like that, they're friends with, is just like listening to, like, music on their headphones or not paying attention? You know, it's just on their phone, and they don't—they don't hear all the people dying and stuff <laughs> because their headphones are, yeah. you know, blaring, yeah. and they just don't care about the wedding, and they notice it. And then they somehow, like, kill her with somehow, like, social media. They take... Oh! 
as they're killing her, they take pictures and post it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? I like it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole youth thing. Like, they're so addicted to fucking Facebook that they don't appreciate real life. So they, like, kill them somehow. And they shoot video. They're like, hey, Jessica's not going to be with us much longer. Hope all you guys are. They're, like, taking selfies with a dead body. Yeah. And And they're, like, kissing, you know. (laughs) So that's cool. We got that one. That's a good one. One more. One more. And we'll just get to the end. All right. What is a traditional (laughs) thing for a wedding? Oh, my God. Because I know... Well, they do the dance. They do that dance thing now. So, anyway, we don't have to use Maybe they it. do Thriller, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be some song. But, okay, so just come up with one more kill. We got we to gotta hurry this up. We're way too long. Right, okay, so the last... This would be the middle kill. It, the doesn't, last... it doesn't have to be pretty. Just do it. All right, so... Maybe they just stick a chair on their face and just sit on it. Like, this, right. the leg. Like, I don't care. Well, maybe... Maybe it could be like a really bad joke. I like I like the idea where they make the two people kiss. They're like, you like love, right? Yeah, yeah, I like love. I like love. You know, like they're scared. I love you know? love. And I then, love love. And then they're like, hey, well, how, how about how about Bick? Uh, Johnny over here. Do you like love? I bet you do. Yeah, I like love. I like love. So you're saying they're going to make two straight guys kiss. Or it doesn't have to be straight guys. It could be just like anybody. You know what I mean? I'm just saying they make two people kiss because the theme of the night is love. Right. See what I'm saying? So then they they put them together and they're like, oh, God, you guys are adorable. Bang! And shoot them in the face. I like it. Do you see what I'm saying? It's got to be like those sudden, like, snaps. I like that snap. Like, you know what I mean? But okay, so here's the side B-roll story. There's two... Or a couple people that get split up that are together that go to the wedding together, right? We don't know. We they you find out about them in the beginning, obviously, because they're part of the characters, the main cast, and they're trying to get they get split up when all the shit goes haywire, and they're trying to get together and they go into two separate groups. Do you see what I'm saying? So then there's this whole stalk and kill thing going on with the the wedding, right? So it's not just in the room. There's like different catacombs to this reception. Maybe they're at like an old castle or something. Yeah, like maybe some people are place. trying to run out on the back patio where everybody's smoking. Right. And maybe there's a guy outside that's been smoking and he didn't even know what's going on. And people are running out and he's just like smoking like, hey, that bad a party, That could eh? be one of the taglines and maybe one of the kills is like, you know, smoking kills. Yeah. And then he like takes the cigar and shoves oh, it out. Oh, that's too cheesy. But yeah, maybe. I don't care. Yeah, well. I just like the idea of like, when he's like, he doesn't even know people are dying and people are starting to run out. And one of the grooms goes outside and tries to see someone scaling the fence. And he's just like seeing people screaming. And he's just like, wow, not that good a party, eh? You know, like, you know, that, that dickhead, you know what I mean? Right. And so he like somehow kills that guy and then kills the person trying to hop the fence. But anyway, they split up in the two groups. There's got to be the two main character, the two main groomsmen, and then the two friends that are together at this wedding for no reason. Maybe they got split up with, and they didn't want to go to the wedding in the first place. Right. And then they fall in love by the end somehow. Right. Right. Do you right, see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's good. <clears throat> like, I don't know. It just feels like that. So that there's two different side stories going on with the grooms killing. It's mostly about the grooms killing everybody, but you got these two side stories with different groups of people that are getting picked off. Right. And then by the end, they get these two two people plus like a couple from the, each group and they tie them up and make them play some sort of dating game. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> some sort of game where they have to show that they love people, how to love someone. What does love mean? And that's when they <clears throat> all get delimbed. And they're like, w- what? <laughs> Wrong answer. Next. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're going down the line. And somehow they uh, they get away or something, <clears throat> or they fake dead. The two two side characters... Right, right, right. And the other people escape. I don't know, because we like the dangling thing at the end. Yeah, I like that. I really do. Like, that's the perfect end in my my, my, my mind. What if, what if, like, those two remaining people, after everyone's been killed, the two remaining people, the side characters, somehow say something that, that they're just like, oh, sorry, we were never going to kill you. We just thought it was fun. And they get in the car in the limo and drive off with all the body parts dangling behind the car and this is all happening while they're playing the game yeah the last two contestants and it's and instead of it saying just married it says just murdered (laughs) on the back yeah Yeah. oh dude yeah bring it in (laughs) all right guys i think that's pretty good uh, to to to, I think that I don't think we need to repeat any of that. But you guys get it. If you like some of the elements in this, let us know. Uh, what is the tagline? We got to come up with the tagline real quick. All right. I I think that one you just said it, dude. Just murdered. No, but that will be on the on the cover. Maybe it definitely has to be on the. Cover. Maybe I can do that, and it'll have like married scratched out, and it's just like murdered. Yeah, like it's written in blood and shit. <clears throat> yeah, but I think the tagline should be like something like. Getting married is hell, or something. You know, stupid. A night that no one will remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go, dude. Yeah. I'm the idea man here. To... Fucking are today, dude. A night that no one will remember. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I want to see this movie now, dude. Every time we do one of these, I know I'm like, it's like interesting. I want to see this shit. <laughs> so, like I said, guys, if you have one, an idea for a movie title, um that you give to us. We'll put it in the cup. If we draw it, we're going to have your name on it. We'll give you a shout out. Eventually, we're going to start doing like contests. So like when we pull one of your guys in, if we get a whole bunch, you know, we'll do contests and shit where you get like free Blu-rays, like maybe a new Blu-ray that just came out. We'll give you it to you or something like that. Uh, I would like to say that it's worldwide that we would do that, but I don't know that we have any appeal outside of the U.S. yet. We do have a few, but I'm just saying. We'll get there. But anyway, guys, that's it for Grave Plots. And now we're going to go ahead and dive right in to the flesh and potatoes right now. Now we're going to jump into the flesh and potatoes of the segment. And today we're going to be talking about Killer Cat Party. These are all movies revolving around cats. And they happen to kill or cause mayhem, I guess, right? Pretty much. We got like two movies and like two shorts. One of the first movies that we're going to talk about, The Black Cat from 1981, directed and written by Lucio Fulci, loosely based off the Edgar Allan Poe story, The Black Cat. 
It's uh, starring Patrick McGee. If you guys aren't familiar who Patrick McGee is, M-A-G-E-E, he is the guy who lives in the house that's trying to help people to fix murderers and turn them into good people in, cl- in a clockwork orange. He's the crazy guy that, like, I forget what happens. Isn't he in, like, in a wheelchair or something like it's that? It's been such a long time since but, I've like, seen that movie, dude. He is such an intense actor, dude. And right. he's pretty intense in this movie as well. And I kept thinking to myself, why do I know this guy? Like, and then and then it dawned on me. I was like, that's the guy from Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I kept confusing him with the the guy that was in the other movie that we watched. Oh, uh, he was in Pi. Oh, yeah, he was also in Pi. Yeah, he was. The yeah, professor. he was the mathematician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that's like talking about the whole um, Ulysses Gold. He, he and... went to take a break in the bath, and when he sat in there, he figured out he mass. Saw the water rise. Yeah, yeah, how yeah, you could yeah. figure out how much mass is in something versus, you know, which is that's definitely in my top ten list of favorite movies. Darren Aronofsky, the soundtrack. Who did the Black Swan? Right, the soundtrack for that was fucking amazing. Yeah. But this movie, The Black Cat, it was essentially about the Edgar Allan Poe story loosely, but it was technically supposed to be much gorier because obviously we have Lucio Fulci. He's going to kick it up a notch. He's going to take the Edgar Allan Poe story and make it a little bit more gory, a little more graphic, a little more intense. Uh, there, this uh, Essentially, it's about a professor who is... Somewhat psychic, he has supernatural powers where he can speak to the dead, and he's like recording the voices on the graves of dead people, Uh, and you don't really find out why. They really didn't dip into that, did they? No, it's not real in-depth. And it was really like an intriguing part of the film where you're like, this is going to come to an head. Right, it It kind of felt like it was like going to be Gates of Hell or City of the Living Dead, where it was like like he's bringing people back to life or something like that, but I knew that it wasn't going to be that way just because of the original story, technically. Mm. But you find out that a cat is involved with his life, and he's like very connected to this cat in some way, and people start dying around the cat, and the cat starts killing people, basically. So... We picked this movie because we felt like I I felt like it was a really good one. It also stars David Warbeck, who is in The Beyond, and Jake West's his movie Razorblade Smile, which I didn't realize that David Warbeck was in it. And actually, it's one of David Warbeck's last films that he ever really? directed. Yeah. Wow. He shortly passed away after that movie. Oh, Jake West. Jake West is the guy who did Evil Aliens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. So we did an interview with him. If you guys are interested, it's a it's a I think it's a really great interview. Well, he's a down to earth guy. He's, he's so totally chill. cool. Very cool guy. But um but yeah, I just thought that was note noteworthy there. Um originally the guy who is who um Patrick McGee played the professor uh in this story was supposed to be played. They had considered Peter Cushing. And they also considered Donald Pleasance to play Professor Miles. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But I think I think overall I think he was a good choice out of the out of the three. I mean, it, Donald Pleasance. I could see why they wanted to do it, but I think the intensity that Patrick McGee had was so much more than I think Donald Pleasance probably would have given and delivered. I just don't think it's that kind of character. He's not a character actor so much. Right. He's just like, I don't know. This is just Donald Pleasance, right? Right. Uh, Peter Cushing, however, he didn't want to do the movie because it was too graphic. 
I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, he was just like, no. I don't want him bastardizing Edgar Allan Poe, pretty much. So it was a little weird. I, I thought that was interesting, though. I mean, overall, what did you think of the movie? Oh, it was good. A little slow going at times. But, right. Well, they compare know. it to one of other one of Lucio Fulci's other movies, Don't Torture a Duckling, which is about child murder and shit like that. It's, well, kind of. I don't know. It's It's a weird story. It's been a while since I've seen it, but they compare it to it. Huh. Because it's not exactly super supernatural. Right. But it is kind of all over the place. And essentially, like, the cat is being controlled by the guy. He's built up so much anger that he sends this cat. This cat becomes into comes into existence, I'm assuming. I'm just assuming here because they don't really paint it too well. They right. kind of explain it. He essentially makes the cat come about and start killing for him out of his anger for people who have left him to be alone for the rest of his life, including one of his wife, his wife. And the cat goes out and does his bidding. But at some point, the anger that is manifested into this cat becomes stronger than him. And then the cat starts controlling him. Oh, yeah. You know, what I really like about this is uh, what I like about most uh, Argento or Fulci's films is that Mm -hmm. they it's really art when you look at it. Yeah. All their scenes are just like so well thought out. It's. Dude, just brilliant. I don't I don't know if like the storyline's so well thought out, but no. like the camera work and the like the camera work is on some par. of the shots and stuff like that are really well thought out, but I don't think like the story's always that, that yeah, that's exact I'm definitely not. Like talking he about does the story. have some out of the box things that have happened in the movies that maybe they didn't do earlier, but I don't think this one is one of those shining ones. Like right. something like The Beyond is way more like out there than than some of his other work. Yeah, it's a including little bit more this noteworthy film. than... But yeah, but he does have that element of like the supernatural and how he can mind control people because he tries to mind control that the photographer in the movie. Right. So, I, did you have any favorite kill scenes or death scenes or anything or just scenes in general? One of my favorite films from that or one of my favorite shots from that movie would have to be um, where she's at the end where he she comes back to confront him and ask him about the cat and... He knocks her out, and then he starts sealing her up. Oh, yeah, that was pretty intense. It was intense. very reminiscent of, like, uh, Kill Bill. Right. Where she's being buried. He hit her on the head with a pipe. It was like, bam. I was like, right. damn, dude. It was so, like, abrupt, too. It was it's fucking like, s- savage. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking savage. At that, But or- he's not doing it of his own volition. Right. It's the cat controlling it. Correct. Out of his anger getting out of control. So there is some depth to the story a little bit. Right. But it's, I don't know, it's just... Some his... stuff's just like, they don't explain everything. You right. Know what I mean, so you're just kind of lost in some points. I I thought one of the weirder scenes, I don't know if it's like my favorite, but I just, it's notable because I just think of it, is where the couple goes into the boathouse and they go into the quote-unquote airtight room, right. and then he locks it from the inside and puts the key down, and somehow the airtight room that has an air conditioner, the air conditioner goes out because the cat knocks it out, somehow gets through the gate, steals the key, and just leaves them there to fucking suffocate to death. And then the rats chew on their face when they find him. Right. And I thought that was kind of cool. The chick that's in that movie, I can't think of her name off the top of my head right now, but she was also in City of the Living Dead. Mm. She had been in a few 
of Fulci's movies. He he did recycle some of those characters. David Warbeck, uh, the officer that was in this movie was also in City of the Living Dead and a few quite a few others actually. I think he was might have been even been in New York uh the New York Ripper. Right. Which is another really good Lucio Fulci oh, film. Ooh. So, my other favorite scene. Okay. And I it might even be yours is when um I can't remember the character's name, but there is this woman in this film who uh Gets burnt to death. Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just so oh good. my god! That is one of the funniest fucking scenes, right? She's because just... they use animatronics on her arms, right? And they just look like floppy noodles. Yeah, she she starts screaming because she catches her night night or her moo night night her moo dress is on fire, right? And then it catches her head on fire, and she's got her hands up, and it's like her flappy noodle hands. Her noodle arms are like flipping around, like. Flipper, ow! I just hit myself in the head. Uh, but yeah, that shit was fucking funny. And, and then, then when she hit the ground, when she jumped out the window, her legs did the whole. Dude, floppy. yeah, like you just see him like flip like over ninety degrees. You know, right. it's like rink. But you know, apparently she almost died on the set. Oh, really? Because one of the set pieces almost fell on her. Ooh, that that lady, I think. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, the only other scene that I can think of that was kind of cool and noteworthy was when they had the cat attack scene where the the police officer is getting attacked in the middle of the street by, like, the same cat, but it, like, just keeps morphing around and attacking him. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. jumping and one, scratching his face. The one that hits by the car, right? Yeah. Okay. He survives, but... Right. But anyway, yeah, so that one's that. We decided that... Um, you know, I, I like that movie. I don't want to give it a score, really. It's not my favorite Fulci movie, but it's notable. Yeah, I don't um, know if, how I would score that either. Because... I wouldn't. I wouldn't know either. I would probably only score it on my favorite Fulci films, and not compare it to other films right. because it's just I don't. I don't know. It's just too hard to do that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not one of my favorite Fulci films. I'd probably say it's like a six, maybe six point five. That's what I'm more leaning toward. So. Uh, another movie that we decided to to watch last minute, we actually watched a couple of things last minute because we were like, we watched other movies, but we felt like they didn't relate. Uh, for whatever reason, we all had com- problems communicating uh, what a cat movie was going to be like. And I'm kind of anal when it comes to being, I like the challenge. Like, I want to find movies that are specifically the theme that we're talking about. So instead of just doing movies that have cats in them, I wanted to do them being cats being the main antagonist or, yeah. Right, like Sleepwalkers. Right. Well, Sleepwalkers wasn't one of those. Same thing with Pet Cemetery. They all have iconic cat scenes. Right. But they are not cat movies, not cat part, killer cat party movies, in my opinion. So we, we I remembered one of these movies, uh, which was called Two Evil Eyes. And this was basically a two-part anthology between Dario Argento and George Romero. It was basically another Edgar Allan Poe sort of throwback. And and we're only going to focus on the one portion of the movie, which was like an hour long. It's a two-hour long movie. And that is the Dario Argento one. Harvey Keitel performs in this, and he does a pretty good job of being kind of sinister. Oh, yeah, dude. Essentially, what this is, is kind of the same black cat story. It's 
it's based off the it's called the black cat the short story it's based off the edgar Allan poe it's only an hour long though but this one is directed by argento and i think he makes this even more graphic and more gory than fulci did and his and fulci's was considered too too much for its time right but this came out in 1990 though so we're talking like nine years forward it's the same story, but this time it's a photographer. Instead of the photographer who was like the protagonist in the Black Cat Fulci version, the photographer now is kind of the protagonist and antagonist. The segment for the two evil eyes called the Black Cat. So Harvey Keitel plays this photographer whose wife is into spiritualism and she like practices meditation and she's like a super positive person. Is this the one where they actually show... Like hit Eggers, Eggers pose like resting place and his house and all that. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, because essentially what they were trying to do is make a TV show. Uh, Dario Argento originally wanted the film to be a collaboration of four directors, so it would be like himself, George A. Romero, John Carpenter, and Wes Craven. Uh, Carpenter and Craven pulled out, so Argento and Romero decided to tackle the project as a two-part story each directing their own segment separately. But the one Dario Argento did, obviously, is The Black Cat, and that's the one we're going to focus on. Right. But originally, he planned to have a cable show based on the works of Edgar Allan Poe. So George A. Romero agreed to do the pilot, uh, the facts in the case of Mr. Valdemar. Michelle Sovi was inked for The Mask of the Red Death, which had been Romero's original choice. And then Richard Stanley was up for the cask of the Amontillado. Michael Gambon had been cast as Fortunato and Jonathan Price as the Montresor. Sadly, it says here that Romero struck out and only, uh, only one further episode, The Black Cat, written and directed by Argento himself, was produced. The other scripts ended up on the shelf. So, interesting, though. Interesting. Oh, very sure. I would like to see what it came to light from that. But yeah, the like I was saying, the, the photographer is Harvey Keitel. His wife is the this spiritualist like woman who's super positive. She's somehow in a relationship with this guy. He's a guy that is a still photographer. And he's kind of got a name. He's a pretty famous photographer, but he also does still photography for like taking corpse, like, yeah, for the police. Yeah, for like the crime scene photos. Right. <clears throat> so he tries to put this book together and everything, and she finds this cat that she brings to the house, and he just instantly hates it. Harvey Keitel's character in this is pretty fucked up. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Yeah, dude. like you don't, the cat's not necessarily the bad guy here. Actually, yeah, the cat didn't do anything bad. I don't think it was the bad guy. It was just retribution. Right. It was like instant karma kind of thing. It was almost like hell came up and like taught him a lesson. <laughs> but dude, he's like choking out this cat, taking pictures, and he kills it. Uh, I think he kills it because he goes to that South of Heaven bar where the, the, the blonde is serving him drinks. And he's like, so what does South of Heaven mean? Like, really? You don't know? Right. <clears throat> um, but she has the cat there and she's like, oh, he's been waiting for you. And then he's like, why is this still alive? takes it back home she finds out that he made a book about strangling her cat yeah, to if death. you're trying to hide it from your your girlfriend you're gonna like just put it into a book and sell it to i know the like, majority I, I don't get it and she's like i don't 
I, the funny part that I always think is, is like when she's talking to her friend about the situation, she's like, I just feel like he's just two different people sometimes. It's like, uh, yeah, he's not the same person. He just murdered your cat. Right. And then took pictures to make money off of it. He doesn't care about you, sweetheart. And she's like, I'm writing him a love letter to say goodbye. And it's like, uh, just leave. Get the right. fuck out of there with your life. Like, he's fucked up in the head, killing cats? That's not a good thing. No, it's never a good sign. It's like playing with your shit. Right. And as she's packing up to leave, he comes home with the cat from the South of Heaven bar and realizes the cat's still alive, but doesn't know that she's there. And she's ready to leave, and she'd left him a note, but she hears the scream of the cat while he's trying to choke it with a cord. And she goes after him to stop him. And then he hatchets her fucking hand and splits it open, dude. Dude, that was such a great scene. That looked so fucking real, man. Yeah, it really man. did, dude. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, I, it really looked real. Right. Like, the way that it slid through and how she put her hand up. Oh, you forgot to talk about the dream that he had, though. Oh, yeah. Beforehand. He has that fucked up fucking... The night yeah. that they got the cat, he's kind of irritated by it. He's like, you know, I'm going to fall asleep and this cat's going to wake up with this cat scratching my eyes out. So she takes the cat, she puts it outside the bedroom, and they go to sleep. Later that night, he wakes up and notices the cat's on the windowsill, like, hissing at him. So he throws a boot at him, and then his his girlfriend wakes up, and then he just tries to act like he's asleep. I'm asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm asleep. Yeah. It was funny She's as like, shit. why is he screaming? <laughs> so um, she goes back to sleep, he goes back to sleep, he has this crazy dream. That, like, he's in the Middle Ages or something, people are playing... What are those little mandolins and mandolins shit? and shit and Wiccan stuff? They're having going like on. a May Day celebration, like right. around the Maypole, and she's like, a little person comes out with a cat on a string and a stick that's like dead. And he's What's like, he "Look singing? what I brought for you! Look what I brought for you!" <laughs> like it, it was like kind of creepy, oh, and then man. she comes over and she's like crying, "Who?" Who killed my cat? <laughs> and then they find him and blame him. And they string him up on these two poles. So his hands are up. He's stretched out in like an X. And they stick a spike underneath his ass and just drop him on it. And it comes through his insides and out his mouth. Oh, so. <laughs> it was kind of cool. It was pretty cool. I don't want to ruin the end for you guys, but I thought this was actually pretty good. I, I kind of, in a way... The short story was kind of much, a little bit better than the the black cat. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. With like you. it felt like it was just the perfect length, right? And I, what I really liked about it is when he because he kills his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. It's very elaborate how he tries to cover the death or her death, right? So that other people don't know. But he gets a little sloppy, a little arrogant, and they they. They pitch pretty much catch on, but I don't want to spoil the end for you. But I don't know. I like that one. It was different than the Fulci version, and it was definitely more graphic. If you guys get a chance, you should check out Two Evil Eyes from 1990. Just that segment alone is fucking awesome. It's the second part. The next movie we're going to talk about is another anthology called Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. And the segment, the second segment in there of the three is called Cat from Hell. It's directed by John Harrison Dune 2000 miniseries. It said that it was also directed by George Romero. Hmm. So I thought 
George Romero actually did this, the cat one, but it didn't credit him. Right. Which is kind of weird. weird. Like, yeah. Uh, but I read the notes and I read some of the wiki and stuff, and it, and it definitely was by George Romero. Some of the actors that were in the movie were David Johansson and William Hickey. David Johansson, if you guys aren't familiar, have you ever seen Scrooged? And there was the ghost of Christmas past who was driving a taxi cab. And they go to visit fucking Bill Murray's dad when he was a kid. I told you. I told you, Frankie. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, that. I wasn't crying. That was, you know, that's like a $50, $60 pound, you know, package of meat. You know how much that costs nowadays? And then William Hickey, if you guys aren't familiar, he was in another Christmas comedy called Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. He played Uncle Lewis, who was the old guy who caught the tree on fire and everything. But there was this one part in Christmas Vacation where there was the old aunt, aunt, I can't think of her name. It was Uncle Lewis and Aunt. Blair, I think. Was it? Something like something that. Like she's that. the one that wraps the cat in the presents. <laughs> and they're all sitting around reading the fucking Christmas thing. And she's like, what's that funny squeaking noise? What's that squeaking noise? You hear that? He's like, you couldn't hear a truck driving through the nitroglycerin plant. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's Uncle Lewis, basically. But he plays a rich uh, pharma businessman who is like the largest company of pain medication in in the world. And he's like rich beyond your imagination. He hires David Johansson's character to basically place a hit on this black cat that has single-handedly picked off his sister, his wife, and his butler. And David Johansson thinks he's fucking nuts. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you're going to give me $50,000 now and $50,000 once I show you that the cat's dead? It's like, I could break its neck right now <laughs> as it's like sitting on his lap. Right. And it scratches the fuck out of him. And then he's like, God damn it. You forgot what that guy said he wanted, though. Remember, he's what? like, kill it, but give me back his tail. Oh, is that what he said? I don't <laughs> yeah, remember, remember that part. he wanted to burn his tail or whatever. Yeah, he just wanted some fucking trophy. Right. <laughs> what did you think of the movie, though? Um, The short film? Yeah, the, the, well, it, yeah, I guess you're right. It, no, it was good. Actually, I really I, I liked it. I, I like those. I like that actor. Like, what was his name again? David Johansson. David. Yeah, he he was good. Get back here, you fucker! <laughs> you motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> that shit was fucking great. Oh, dude, just the way he talks is it's just humorous. He essentially goes mad chasing after this cat to kill it. Right. It was good. Um, there's some funny humor in it. And there's some funny gr- humor. Gore. Uh. uh I don't know if I could pick out my favorite scene. If I did, it would be that motherfucker scene where it comes at his balls. <laughs> my it... favorite scene, without a doubt, is where he's been chasing this cat around to get a fucking hit on him. And I'm kind of ruining this, too. So if you guys don't want to listen, don't listen for the next 20 seconds. But for those of you that do want to hear, he basically, the cat fucking jumps in his mouth. Oh, and yeah. And climbs yeah. into his <laughs> mouth, chokes him the fuck out, and climbs all the way down through his esophagus into his stomach. And then when the old man shows up, he's like, what the fuck? 
And then the cat gets comes out of his stomach and through his mouth, out through his mouth, and then like starts hissing at him and screaming at the old man in the, in the wheelchair. And he goes to grab his medication and has a heart attack and dies. Yep. I was like, yes. I don't know, but that gore scene was so amazing. Like spoilers off now, guys. So don't worry. But yeah, that gore scene was fucking great. That that's, was probably my favorite scene. Though. I, out of all the movies we watch, I think that's probably got one of the better. That's like a pretty damn good gore scene. Like oh, yeah. I was like, ugh. You can see its legs all kicking and shit. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to that? Or I mean, you didn't seem too thrilled about it when we watched it. No, it was okay. It was shorter than all of them. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like 20 minutes, like 25 minutes maybe at the most. I'm trying to think if anything else did up to, stood out to me besides those two scenes. It was but, like an uh, episode of Tales from the Crypt, guys. Exactly. But it's it, Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys are, are familiar with Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Dark Side was a big show, but not really that big. Like, Twilight Zone was way bigger, I would say. I don't know. But they had a decent budget for this film, the movie version. And a lot of people actually consider it, including Tom Savini, that this is the official Creep Show 3. Be- it seems like it, yeah, totally. Because of all the directors and everybody right. that was attached to it. So it makes sense to me. No, I really don't have anything else left to say about that movie. Yeah, I really like it. Actually, Stephen King wrote the... Uh, it was written by Stephen King and adapted by the screen by George A. Romero. That's what it was. So it was originally intended for Creepshow 2, that episode, The Cat from Hell, for this. But the story was dropped due to budgetary reasons. So they added it into this. So that's why people consider it Creepshow 3. Ah, okay. Even though they did a Creepshow 3 and 4 on a really low budget. And it was actually not too bad, actually. Some of them, some of the stories were kind of cool in those new ones. But it was not Creepshow. Nah. But yeah, that's about it for that movie, I guess, you know? Right. It was a short movie. There really wasn't... It's 25 minutes, 20 minutes tops. Right. The last crown jewel... Of all the Killer Cat Party movies and shorts that we watched, I would have to say that this is probably one of the best. Yes. Serious films I've ever seen (laughs) in my entire life. The acting was top notch. God, it is. I mean, they should have made like new awards for best movie in the world. (laughs) Like, you know, at the Oscars or some shit. Uh, But we're talking about this movie called Uninvited from 1988. If you're not familiar with this, it's about a killer radioactive cat (laughs) who goes crazy and even does sort of like an alien meta cat thing. Yeah, I don't I didn't get that. Is it an alien or is it just no, it's a mutated cat? Yeah, It's a mutated cat, but there's like a cat inside the cat. Right. So there's like this demon kitty. Inside this nice, pretty-looking, like, tabby kitty. Like, it's, like, orange and white. See, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, does it have somewhat of a moral compass? Does it like people who feed it? Or does it... It, it did, it... though, because that guy at the truck stop or whatever was like, here, kitty, once all... Yeah, and then want... he got fucked up. And, and then and then somebody mugged him. Right. And then he jumped on and killed those guys, like, instantly. Yeah, it made me believe that he had a moral compass, but at the end... Yeah, he was just killing the girl that was nice to him. Right. So it didn't make sense. Spoiler. But let's not, but... Yeah, let's not jump to the end already. All Jesus right. Christ. 
Anyway, the director is Graydon Clark. If you guys aren't familiar with who he is, we've talked about him before, actually. We talked about in our Satan episode, uh, a Satanic Jamboree episode that we did, uh, Satan's Cheerleaders. That was the name of the movie that he did. Uh, it's actually on Shudder. I, still be I believe it still is. So if you guys want to check that one out, it's, it's kind of like a comedy, but not. I don't know how to explain it. It's a really weird mix. He also did Without Warning and Dark Future which was like the 93, I believe, Dark Future. But Without Warning is actually pretty awesome. Is it? I've never <clears> seen it. You should check it out. Uh, some of the acting in this, uh, while it may not be great acting, had some pretty decent actors in it. I was impressed with the, the lineup, I guess. George Kennedy, who is in Naked Gun, he plays one of the, the police officers. He's like the, the um, sergeant. And then Clue Gallagher tongue-twisting name. Uh, he was in Feast and the first Return of the Living Dead, just as two movies off the top of my head. Clue did uh, some of the worst acting I think I've ever seen. He is not a good character actor at no. all. Is that the guy's henchman? Yes. He's the one with the teeth. Oh, <laughs> the guy. Okay. Dude, that was so... <laughs> Bad. I thought you were talking about the other guy because I've seen him in a couple of movies too. I can't remember his name. No, that George Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's the big guy with the white hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's George Kennedy. But fucking Clue Gallagher, my God, the acting in this movie for him. It was bad. It, it was, was so bad. bad, dude. Like, probably the worst acting role he's ever done. But that's kind of the charm of this movie, guys. It really is. A radioactive cat that pukes out another baby demon cat that chews on people and if you get scratched by them you get infected and your blood irradiates until you die and poison's in my blood yeah you like bubble and die <laughs> clues death scene was probably the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen like dude it ah! Ah! that's probably one of my favorite scenes from the movie cuz that's when he's leaving the fucking the the captain's area, and he's already fucked up, and he's looking for his other bottle of wine. Who keeps bottles of wine in with the life jackets? I don't know. Maybe he was hiding it? I don't know. Yeah, I and mean, when he opens it up, the fucking evil cat's there. Right, he's like, you want a little drink? <laughs> yeah, and then it jumps up and scratches his neck, and he's like, oh, 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 and then he falls overboard. Yeah. It was so bad, it was good. This movie is not to be taken serious, guys. Uh, it is one of those so bad it's good movies. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, but it's also one of those things that I would I own for a reason. Right. Because it's just one of those gems that got lost in the mix of all the movies that I have seen. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. <laughs> but it's so good. There's like misogyny. There's like typical like dance party you know oh like yeah the typical 80s dance party and it was like four people it's like we're gonna have a party tonight it's yeah like you guys... and it was so bad dude. yeah it was bad it's not as bad as like crispin glover dancing bad <laughs> oh, that was you know bad. like from jason <laughs> yeah. like friday the 13th it's bad too funny crispin Dan glover dancing is almost too funny that guy who his move was like the pelvic thrust he'd just be like yeah <laughs> Oh, God. I couldn't stop laughing. Dude. That was horrible. <laughs> so 
Okay, so we got to go over the the, the 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 best scenes. But guys, seriously, if you get a chance, check this movie out. You may not, and it's not going to be your favorite movie ever. And you might not get on get on with it right off the bat, but give it a chance. If you guys are fans of like Mystery Science Theater two three thousand or whatever, where people just talk during a movie and like laugh and just joke about stuff while they're watching it, this is a party movie. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It's one of those movies that like someone's like, "What the fuck are you watching?" <laughs> What would you say? What would you say is your favorite scene? Oh man! Well, definitely one is when he gets his wine, and then that the fucking so silly fucking death scene. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was pretty bad. It was great, and um, the guy in the bottom of the boat where he goes down there to check. I can't remember why he went down to the engine room, but he just starts shooting randomly, and like, dude, you're in a boat. And not only are you in a boat, uh, but you're in the bow of the boat. You probably should be firing your gun. Yeah, because there's this rich guy who's on the boat. He's making some shady deal, trying to escape to the Cayman Islands with like $3 million, who owns this boat. The night before he leaves, he meets these two hot girls that he asks to come on the boat ride with him. While that night after he meets them, he does a business deal with someone who he murders. And they're going out to dump his body somewhere, I guess. I don't remember what they did with it. Right. No, they just threw it overboard, I think. Meanwhile, this cat has escaped a radioactive facility where they've been pumping it full of radiation and all kinds of crazy fucked up things. It escapes and it kills, like, a bunch of people. When they, By the way, when this cat scratches, it causes your skin to, like, bubble up. And it's kind of some cool, like... Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, the bladder effects they were using. yeah they were using a lot of bladder effects like the the like air bubble right breathing yeah it was actually kind of cool like there's some pretty cool gore scenes but the puppetry in it oh my god it was bad the cat puppet like there was this one of my favorite scenes is probably when they realized that these guys on the boat aren't really nice guys and the george kennedy character is like shoots one of the kids because he attacks the main guy he shoots him in the arm and he's ready to kill him and then and then his buddy like saves him and then he goes to get his gun and like the cat bites his ankle and <laughs> he screams he's like ah and then and then it starts seeing you can see it's infecting him and it's bubbling up his leg and then all of a sudden like his skin under his shirt is like bubbling up and George Kennedy's trying his best to die but he it looks horrible like he just <laughs> It looks like the worst death scene, one of in the in the world. Right. Like, it's just like he's like, uh, uh, like shaking and shit. <laughs> I can't really. I don't want to explain too much because it really isn't much of a story. It's hey, do you want to see a weird, crazy puppet cat like attack people and puke its baby cat out of its mouth <laughs> and scratch people until they bubble up and die? You know like, what? That's the movie you want to see. I think my favorite scene is the one where they actually show you a good shot of the demon cat coming out of the, the regular cat. Right. It's like a blown up head. Right. It's totally like... Like what is it, this? disproportionate. Right. It's, you can totally tell it's fake. And it's, <laughs> it, it's so good. It's so bad it's good. It's I'll just, probably... If you guys on Horror Amino, by the way, listening to this, I'll probably have the gif in there. And trust me, one of the guys from the Don't Go Down That Road uh, podcast... Uh, I was I used it as a gif and someone was like that's probably one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and I was like you should check it out. It's called The Uninvited. We're actually using it. We're actually going to be 
uh, reviewing it on the cast, watched the trailer and was like, oh, my God. He's like, ha, ha, I just watched the trailer. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, get if you get a chance, grab a copy. I literally think it's like seven bucks online on like right. Amazon or something. Find a copy. Keep it in your collection. This is never coming to Blu-ray or 4K. I'll tell you that nope. right now. Nope. Never, ever, ever. And soon it'll just get buried and you'll never see it again. Oh, for sure. So definitely get a copy while you can because this is a lost shit movie. So bad it's good. I don't even care about the death scenes in this movie. I really don't. It's all the bad that happens in the movie. This the acting and the scene. It's just so good. Like the disco scene. Probably my one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, the dance party thing was ridiculous. Yeah. This is so good. <laughs> anyway, guys, if you get a chance or if you've seen it, let us know. Have you seen any of the movies that we talked about? Any of the shorts of the anthologies we talked about? Did you like the grave plots that we did earlier about the wedding night? I really liked that. Did man. we go too far? Did you think that we're sexist or something? No, we're not. We're just... We're not. But uh, yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for horror shots or grave plots that you want us to use, like I said, we'll give you a shout out on the cast and uh, maybe we'll do a contest soon. So if your one doesn't get picked out of the cup, it'll just be in there. So you may be picked for we'll, contests or something else. We'll figure it out. Right. Sounds so good. if you got an idea, let us know, guys. And also, please add us on our social media. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter we both have Instagrams. You yep. can find us online. Patrick's is Patrick BTV Cast. Mine's Alex BTV Cast on Instagram. Both of ours. And then we're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Horamino. If you guys don't know what Horamino is and you haven't actually been on it, it's probably one of the bigger communities. I, I feel like it's the most active community. Oh, dude. Like it's the only amazing. other one that I could compare it to is the subreddit called Horror. Right. And I like Horamino more because it, it constitutes like, or it makes you want to be creative. Like you can design your profiles and all this stuff. It's almost like MySpace meets Facebook, Facebook meets Twitter meets right. like, I don't know. It's like pretty cool. But you guys, they have a, if you can't add them up and pick them up on iOS or Android too. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah. Thanks guys. And remember you see a black cat crossing your path. Just, Go the other way. Yeah, and definitely, definitely don't try to choke it the fuck out. Because no. you're going to get killed. He'll and, come back. Yeah, he'll fucking get you. So, watch out for them cats out there, guys. And also, don't let any radioactive cats scratch you. Right. But until then, we will see you next Monday for the next Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. Have a good week, guys. See you guys. Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. Tune in every Monday for a new episode.